0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer, I'm the Clydesdale, and I'm your host, and we love to do fitness, and these are my friends. Hey. Hey guys. Speaking of
1: fitness, I just did some fitness right now, that's why I look like that.
2: I did fitness like seven hours ago, but I've been coaching ever since, so this is my fitness look.
0: And I am supposed to be released to do fitness on Tuesday. There you go. So do you wanna hear a really funny story not funny haha but funny ironic is you know I think it was episode 62 we did the Aaron Smith story about a girl Mm -hmm. in our gym so I was I have a home nurse that comes in to change the dressing on my pick line and we're sitting there talking and he found out I did a podcast he was asking me questions and my wife said to him hey there's this really cool episode about this girl from Columbus who was in a car or a motorcycle accident and scott did a big podcast kind of documentary on it and that's one you should check out if you're going to check one out and he goes oh my gosh i was the trauma nurse on duty in the hospital that night
2: no
0: so he was her trauma nurse the night of that accident Uh. is that not crazy i
1: mean that's so oh that like gives me chills
0: so that was really kind of cool to get his perspective as to what happened.
1: Did you share uh, that, that with Amy and Marcus?
0: I shared it with you, Amy, and Marcus, I but I have not with the other Amy. Okay. Um so uh, something else do you guys know what Sunday is?
2: Daylight savings end of daylight savings.
0: It is end of daylight savings, but something bigger. It's
1: the first of the month? I don't know.
0: It's the 1 year anniversary. Of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.
2: Yay. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. In one year, we will, this is episode 81, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: 81 episodes, not counting our Clydesdale After Dark YouTube episodes, not counting the Clydesdale, Amy, and Charlie episodes. So we're getting close to 90 episodes we've done in one year.
2: Woo! Did you ever think?
0: no yeah no and then the other crazy thing is that today we hit our 50th country someone from this we have a listener now from the sudan
2: cool who has
0: they've been listening to at least six episodes and now we've hit 50 countries that we are we have listeners in around the world what
1: that's super hey, awesome are we getting any more new merch soon
0: Uh, yeah, I am actually going to look at a different vendor because right now the stuff coming from the vendor I used is taking forever. Yeah. Uh, last time we did a run, I just got a couple of the shirts to the people like a week and a half ago. So it was, it was a little crazy, uh, with that. So I'm looking at a different vendor, um, and hopefully we'll have something out in the near future, maybe for Christmas.
1: Hey, sorry, my dog. (laughs)
2: Maybe for Christmas. Yeah.
0: So, uh, before we get really into this episode, well, one year anniversary, guess what I got today?
2: <gasps> oh, the wine. Nice.
0: Uh, the goat wine from Margot Alvarez and also the cheerston.
2: I want to try that one so badly.
0: So, um, I have four bottles, two of each. Cool. I'm saving two for a team building moment Good. with the, with the podcast so that we can try these and maybe record it for on air. Um, that would be cool. So that uh, I'm saving two of those just for us.
2: I, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the unfortunate state of Delaware where she does not, they don't deliver the wine to. So I'm trying to find an address in Pennsylvania. Cause I'm literally a quarter of a mile away from Pennsylvania. I need to find somebody where I can order it there and pick it up. Cause I really want to try that Shearston.
0: So hopefully we can, we can get a team building thing put together soon yeah. and, and do, some stu- do something live together and record it. Um, so that would be cool, especially since we just celebrated one year and yeah. we are kicking butt. And the lineup we have sitting on my board over there is unreal. unreal. So uh, we need a huge shout out to our sponsor who has helped us get here, um, RX Smart Gear. So Um, you want to hear my
2: funny story about RX Markier? Okay. So I have a 15 year old athlete who has been training with me for about a year and a half now. She is, um, she's not necessarily like a sports athlete, but she's got the potential to be really strong and she's actually taken an interest now in CrossFit, like specifically CrossFit. So we have our eyes set on the open in February and couple things that we need to work on, pull-ups, toast bar, and jump rope. So we've been, we don't usually do jump rope with her. We've been doing like plate jumps and just running and things. So I gave her a bunch of jump ropes to try. The problem is she's 5'11 <laughs> um, and didn't really have anything that she could use. I mean, I had one that I that I could adjust and use, but I got her to um, order A an Aric Smart Gear jump rope because I have one with the handles and showed her sort of how it worked and explained the whole you know um, different size cables and weights and I talked to her mom when her mom dropped her off and she said can you just order it for her and I'll pay you back because you know you know what size and everything else and I said okay you know what kind of handles you want she's like I want the leopard print I said good choice and then she said what kind of cable do you want and uh, she said black so I'm going through the whole thing and I'm so excited and I'm ordering it for her and you know I hit. I hit send, and guess what I forgot? Clydesdale15, all caps, to get 15% off <laughs> that damn jump rope. So a reminder to everybody, don't forget the discount code. We love that you're supporting Smart here, but do yourself a favor and get a little bit of a discount on anything that's not a new release or special edition. That yeah. is my reminder for the week.
0: That, that's the problem. That The products are so cool, like leopard print. I know. Um, they so have like cool. the Vans checkerboard. Um, all the colors you can imagine in the cables and the handles. And you get so excited that you forget, hey, I can <laughs> say 15%. Yep. Don't forget. Get that 15% off Gladsdale 15 all caps. So the next thing, we are working with our X-Smart gear. On a special incentive that we're going to give more details about as we kind of move forward, but it's our road to a thousand subscribers. hashtag Road to a thousand.
1: Yeah, where are we right now? Uh, not close. We gotta, we got to go. Come on. Anyway, so
0: we're go. we're at one seventy five, but okay. going into games weekend, we're at one ten. We're Love up it. to one seventy five. Um. Tell your friends, tell your family, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If we get a thousand subscribers, we can do so many cool things with you guys uh, on like live remotes from different uh, sanctionals. We can do live, we could have done live during the games.
2: Right, we could have chats where people could actually just interact with us right away instead of just waiting until this airs and and then going on the comments. I'm really excited for that.
0: And so what we're doing is we're gonna have a, a contest uh, like a little incentive if you subscribe to our channel and we'll give you all the details on how to do that so that we can recognize you as a subscriber you could win some merch from RX mark here
1: Obviously. we just got one more subscriber oh see there you go yeah i just told i just told somebody here in my household hey it's yeah, as easy no as excuse. that everybody needs to just
0: click the no subscribe cost, button. So no easy. fee just hit a button that's all we're asking. And hopefully you hit the button, you see some of our stuff, you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you tell I'm glad some I hit friends. That
2: button. Yeah. And you so could just please. win something for free. So that's even more incentive.
0: Yeah. A really awesome jump rope, maybe. Maybe a drag rope. We don't know. We're still in talks with Rx to see what they want to put together on these packages. Uh, so we'll let you know as soon as we do. And probably put something out. Maybe record like a little promo for this uh for next week.
2: Very
0: cool. Uh so uh next on the agenda is we released a Beyond the Journal episode yesterday. Just want to make everybody aware. Uh Terry Sloyer, uh who is a lawyer.
1: This I was just about to easy. ask that, ask that. <laughs> <laughs> just because it made me want to. That's awesome.
0: Uh what a what an amazing story. Uh a woman who overcame a lot of obstacles um with a pretty rough childhood. Um, then overcame addiction um, to then uh, become an attorney. Um, And and the story of how she figured out she was an addict is really just almost like my jaw dropped. It's not like it's, it's just a weird way how she figured out she was an addict. Um, She thought she was a food addict and I'll just start, leave it there. And that kind of led to realizing it was way worse than that. Um, She went to law school uh, on the kind of pushed by somebody else. And now she's an advocate for a lot of different things. Um, she definitely is active in her beliefs. Um, yeah.
2: she has and really beliefs. intelligent, super smart,
0: S- super smart. Yeah. But what's cool about it is she has these strong beliefs, but she just doesn't tell you about them. She actually acts on them. Yeah. And, and she, she said she loves running. I don't know who, would be like that. Oh, come on!
2: Yeah, and she's she's actually um, participating in a race at the end of the year where she's going to run fifty five miles, um, and she's looking for um, sponsorships for fundraising on that. So we leave a link in the um, Beyond the Journal post on our YouTube channel with that interview where you can um, you can donate or sponsor Terry on her run, mm-hmm. um, and it is for the Snow Foundation, which uh, raises funds to um, create scholarship opportunities for pediatric cancer patients and survivors. So a really cool cause, um, for those dealing with pediatric cancer or those survivors of pediatric cancer. So,
0: and the last thing I'll leave you with, it kind of bleeds over to us is she has very strong feelings about what HQ went through this year.
1: Oh, I love it when people have strong feelings and express them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So check that one out. Uh, just released yesterday. Um, it's on our YouTube channel just with this one as well. So check it out. Uh, it's a company. Or if you want to listen to your podcast, uh, it's on all the major podcast platforms under Beyond the Journal with the Clydesdale and Cat. So now we want to just kind of do a final wrap-up of the games. We did those Clydesdale After Darks each day. Just a final wrap-up um, of the games. And so I'm just going to do it in question form. We kind of texted this back and forth over the the course of this week, and it just seemed to be the most natural way. So um, was the final event truly the most challenging event ever? And I'll start with Amy.
1: I don't know if I could just, I think that's volume wise, yes. I think if we were just looking at a sheer amount of volume, I I would think so. Um, Although, I mean, that's, it's really hard to answer that because I think that, you know, just as an athlete, we all have different strengths and challenges that might be, um, you know, harder. Like I think some people work better as a sprint kind of workout, um, where for me, sprint workouts are really challenging. I have a much harder time pacing a sprint workout than I do a much longer workout like Murph. Um, So I think that's it's hard for me to answer that as far as just determining on as an umbrella of, of what every athlete thinks, do I think volume-wise it was the most challenging? I do. I think the movements were um, high skill, um, and with that heavy um, with a weight vest and the, that amount of volume, I think it was pretty darn challenging. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree
2: with Amy that in terms of calling something the hardest workout, it's really in the eye of of the beholder, right? In the eye of the athlete. Um, so depending on who you ask. Um, of those last 10 athletes, you're probably going to get a different answer. It certainly wasn't the hardest workout for Tia, Matt, right? I mean, it wasn't, it didn't look like anything. I actually would have liked to have seen that workout earlier in the programming, like maybe even the first event, because it would have just been super interesting to see how Matt and Tia would have tackled it. Yeah. Because in reality, we didn't, they, they completed it, but they didn't attack it. They didn't have to. And so that's kind of where I'm, you know, and I, and people are like, well, everyone's hands were ripped. Well, not everyone's hands were ripped. Only a few people's hands were ripped. And my, my reply to that is that's part of being an elite athlete, right? Is being able to take care of your hands and so figure out. I
1: can tell myself when I rip my hands? That's just part right. of being an elite You're athlete. you not elite. <laughs> <laughs> but, you
2: know, it's just part of the struggle that is the CrossFit games, right? In terms of that toughness that you need from a mental perspective and that physical grittiness that you need. So I just, I wished it had come earlier in the week or the weekend.
0: If that was the case, jumping in the pool with those hands right have been awful Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) really you think
0: oh my gosh when I was a swimmer we used to shave our legs and I would I cut my leg yeah and the burn in that cut from the chlorine was awful Mm
2: -hmm. yeah that might have been like a bougie saltwater pool though who knows
0: (laughs) Uh, salt probably not any better than chlorine. Well, that's
1: true. <laughs> no, That's like saline. That's like saline. I think it would be better. Soothing. It would be soothing to those hands. I agree. <laughs> I think it'd be more healing.
0: Wow. I, I think this is what I would. This is what I would say to to the overall brutalness of that workout. It is movements done at a volume that nobody really trains. It's never been done like that before, and that's Great. probably where they were thinking this is going to be the hardest workout ever because it was, like Amy said, high skill. And we don't, it's, and, and I love this analogy. I think was, it might've been who we were talking to last night, which people will see in a future episode, mm-hmm. but it's not Murph. It's not that every year thing that we all kind of do, and yeah. it's more low skill. This is right. high skill. Like, we do 100 pull-ups on Murph with a weighted vest. This is 300. Three times that it's, that's insane to me. And yeah, really finally. I loved what they said um, last night is that this is an elite athlete only workout.
2: Right. Please don't try it at home. Right. At it's it's home. just,
0: you're going to do nothing but damage to your body.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of the marathon row when everybody, I mean, I think half the people that I know in CrossFit got the idea. I want to try the marathon row. And I said, if you'd like to train for a marathon row, talk to me that's in six it. months, you know, and see how you do. But please don't just take a long Saturday afternoon and try to that's do a like, marathon row. That's yeah, that's idea. like
1: me saying to you, Cat, why don't you come run a marathon with with zero training? If I you, mean, I said, know you run, would tell you come run a ten k, yeah, that would be, yeah, <laughs> that would kill me. You have to train for that. But I when I've done marathons, I've trained for three months, right, for right. that specific skill, not all these other yeah. ones. So, yeah,
2: I could that- see, you know, some of the, some of the other elite athletes that, you know, didn't go to the games trying it. Um, and I can, I could see sort of a, a, a group of people that are sort of on the bubble. there, like those regional level athletes that are maybe training for it just as a thing that they want to do in the future, hopefully. But, uh, but yeah, can we not, can we not even try to like do this at our affiliates?
1: Well, I'd like to see leftress and Ricky try it and then report head. Back. To head.
0: Yep. The last thing I want to say um, Is that I think having it at the end Also made it a little more brutal Yeah, Matt and Tia didn't attack it But you just did this whole weekend And I don't know if you guys got a chance To see the Buttery Bros day three It came out late this afternoon mm. And there's, a, there's footage of Jeffrey Adler Talking about how wrecked he was After the trail run Oh, I believe that. that. He was, he just says, like, I was not right until I fell asleep. And then he said, I was hurting the whole next day because of that trail run. And I I love that honesty because, you know, most of the time the athletes are like, oh, yeah, not too bad. We're, you know, stretch out, yeah. mo- mobility, blah, blah. Yeah, and He was <laughs> like, no, man, that thing killed me.
2: Yeah, we commented too, um uh, uh, when we were texting each other about um Haley Adams and how when Nikki asked her, you know, how she was feeling and she was very honest about that she didn't have a really good night and she didn't sleep very well and she like something was going on with her stomach. And I mean, that's that's interesting because athletes don't usually ever sort of let on that
0: yeah. they're hurting.
2: Um, so yeah, I thought that was sort of telltale that it, it's more probably a maturity thing for her than anything else. Um but I thought
0: that was interesting as well. Yeah. So I I think if he said that about the trail run and he didn't do very well in at Atlanta either. So Mm -mm. um, yeah. Interesting. So the next question, and and this is from Kat, I want to give her full credit because, because she's the one that believes that Matt's retiring and, and all of that. So apparently she believes something's up with Dave. Will Dave Castro still be the, pro, the director of the CrossFit Games next year, right?
2: Yeah. So I'll give you just a little background on why I went there. Um, Dave Castro and Justin Berg, I think, are the only two people left from the old regime that I'm aware of. And I don't have, you know, the inside track on that, but I uh, think they're
0: Matt, Matt's still there.
2: Matt Bishal, Right. Yeah. Um, social media guy. Um, I don't know that he's old regime though. I mean, I know he's Glassman regime, but I don't know how, you know, OG he is. Um, just just kind of wanted to throw it out there to see what people think because a lot of things are changing and we don't have a rule book and no one's really talked about next year except for the open and nobody knows when the games are and there are sanctioned events scheduled, but are they actually happening? I I don't know. Um, You know, there's lots of question marks when it comes to what's happening and I think these athletes sort of need to know sooner than, I would say sooner than February 18th, you know, what's happening. Um, and I just, I just wonder if there's going to be a, you know, changing of the guard.
0: So, so my answer is, I believe he will be the director of the CrossFit games next year. And one of the reasons is, is a point I have later in, in the agenda, but, um, I, I think that Eric Rosa is a, is a businessman. He's not like a sports director. And at this point, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't know what he doesn't know about all that. And so he's going to have to rely on the old regime if he trusts them. And there's been nothing that I've seen to show that Eric Rosa doesn't trust what Dave pulled off. And so um, I-, I think he will be back. And I guess we can get into this now. I- I'll just say it so that... Um, the the viewership of the crossfit games came out and this weekend there were over 11 million view, viewers of the crossfit games they averaged about 3.7 million a day that was up from 2.9 million last year
1: yes but
0: and that does not include the cbs ratings or pluto tv
1: okay yes but i'm gonna throw this out there yeah last year's games we did not have covid so i just think this is that viewership could be up just because i mean in addition because this is something to watch this is something for people to to do right no
2: good point and I also think, yeah. I just think controversy brings attention and, sure. you know, there, we, there couldn't have been more controversy and turmoil in the world of CrossFit, you know, this summer and around this game season.
0: But let me be devil's advocate. Sure. Because that's who I am. We also had the World Series going on and NFL football and college football going on on the same weekend, which they have never had to compete with.
2: Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention. Did anyone pay attention to the World Series this year? I didn't. Uh, I'm a huge baseball I, I did, fan. No. Yeah, I didn't even realize that it was like, could have been a game. The, the game could have been over. The series could have been over last night. Didn't even know.
1: I did pay attention to college football and I know that my team won and Schweitzer's team did not.
0: <laughs>
1: Although they're playing each other this Saturday. Oh, yeah.
0: Sure. Um. But those are, those are audience stealers. Yeah, um, because the NFL is the highest rated TV program on and college football rakes in high uh, viewership. Plus, there are baseball fans that were watching the World Series. Um, mm-hmm. Those are sports that would take away from a, a sport like CrossFit.
2: Yeah, but you also that stuff's on YouTube and you can watch it whenever. So it's not like, you know, it. it I, I imagine it would have been different if it was just these are the times that it's on and this is when you have to watch versus you can watch it whenever. I mean, a lot of people that I talked to that watch that did watch it. Um, they waited until the end of the day so that they could go on YouTube and just watch, 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 watch. Yeah. Instead of having to wait the hour in between and see all the info, you know, the commercials that they had or whatever else. Um, and just from my own reaching out to like my general area, it seemed like a lot of people that I expected to watch it didn't watch it. Now I'm not saying the numbers are the numbers, right? So I'm I'm excited that the, that the ratings are up. And I Again, think that's awesome. Devil's
0: advocate. If the people you expect to watch it, aren't the ones watching it, then they must be pulling in viewers from yeah. somewhere.
2: That's great. Yeah. yeah, I'm, ex- I'm super excited that that's the case. I just don't necessarily think that translates into Dave gets to keep his job.
0: That's all. So with your next question, this, th- that also backs up kind of my thing, Right. Um, so your next question was who should be the next director of the CrossFit Games? Mm-hmm. And I had a really hard time with this. Yeah. So my initial thought was well, I'll let someone else go first.
2: Well, and I only brought that up because there have been rumors that Rich Froning was gonna program for the CrossFit Games. And it brings up just a lot of conflicts of interest and you know. How would that work because he's got athletes, so you'd have to think of somebody if someone was going to run the crossFit games aside from Dave, it would have to be somebody who uh, here's here's what I think the criteria should be someone who is an experienced crossfit games athlete, somebody who but who's no longer competing, someone who is not a coach of potential crossfit games athletes um probably someone that hasn't had long ties to HQ necessarily um, from a administrative perspective. You know, you're not going to take like somebody within, like Matt Mitchell's not going to be, you know, the CrossFit Games guy. Um, and you have to took, take a look at things like programming and, you know, advocacy and all that kind of stuff, I I would think, yeah. to, to pick the right person.
0: So in my mind, it was a lot of that stuff. Plus, mm-hmm. they had to be an affiliate owner at some point. Where programming was something they did daily.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so who'd you come up with?
2: I was, so I didn't come up with a person cause I just, I, okay, I don't know. I, I we, did. We, go ahead. We, we played this game and we thought like who, who could buy a CrossFit too. And you know, we came up with some crazy ideas.
0: So the, the quickest thought to my mind was Pat Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Even though he's at HQ, he's been more he's on like, the health, side. health side and stuff like that, but he's infamous for the way he programs things, right? Mm-hmm. He's known as like this so good. genius programmer. So that popped into my head, but then I thought, what, what would be different, right? This sport is just as popular for women as it is for man, men. So wouldn't it be cool if the next director was a woman?
1: Nicole Carroll?
0: No. Okay. I think Sam Briggs. Oh, that's interesting. She's, she's really past her competitive phase of her career. We think. You know, she, she may get a, no, a new chip or something in, in the Terminator skeleton uh, <laughs> next year. Who knows? But, you know, we think she's kind of past that. Um, she owned an affiliate in the UK. Uh, she's been to several CrossFit games. Uh, she is a um, an ambassador for the sport.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about her programming, right? I don't know that the public knows anything about her programming. That doesn't mean that she's not amazing at it. Um, so that's, yeah, that's an interesting pick.
0: It's it's funny because with your criteria, you know, the famous people that that like sell programming or whatever, like they all have athletes, right? So it was trying to find somebody that, that I knew was a programmer and, mm-hmm. you know, and people kind of want to work out with her and people want to come learn from her. So I just, that was, yeah. I was just trying to be different because Sherwood's, yeah. Sherwood's the straight down the fairway. Easy. Yeah. It's kind of an
2: obvious, an obvious answer too, right? Where, where
0: Sam is that kind of outside the box. Yeah. Thought. So that, and, those were my two.
2: Along those lines, you could go with maybe someone like Miranda Alcaraz.
0: She floated so, into my head. just so Right you know.
2: now, she's not, I think between her and Jason Kalipa, there's like, you know, scarlet letters on them though, because of the fact that they've got, you know, in the past have been sort of blackballed by CrossFit because of what they've done. But that is completely a Greg Glassman thing and not a new regime thing. So it'd be interesting to, to sort of maybe bring them back in the mix. I thought it was funny. Um, People were trying to guess what the final workout was. And people kept saying devil's press. And the answer was always, they will never program devil's press at the CrossFit Games because they didn't come up with the movement. Someone else did. And that would be Miranda. And so, you know, it was one of those like ego things. They would never, you know, take one of her movements and, and, you know, add it to the games. But she might be a good pick as well. So, so, Amy, sorry, I, I took the okay. person,
1: huh? Well, no, I guess I didn't have one person, but in my mind, I was picturing like a board of directors and I was thinking of some yeah. of those OGs. Like, I'm thinking Rich, Kalipa, Spieler, um, you know, and, you know, Miranda kind of all together working together as, you know, more of a collaboration. So I didn't really have one per, like spokesperson necessarily in mind, but just more of a collaboration of, of those kind of, that kind of group
2: which was kind of what the sanction events tried to do like live and loud when they took over Wadapalooza, they tried to come up with this collective of programmers. You know, it was like Ben and I don't know who else, but a bunch of guys sort of coming together to do that, but they all had athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you what CJ Martin programs the hell out of a, out of an event. I really liked the events at the master's fitness collective that, that um, Scott and I were at and I mean, I know he has too many, there's so many Invictus athletes around and that wouldn't work. But if he were ever wanting to take a step away from coaching and if they were to give him some opportunity like that, that would be really cool because his stuff was good. I mean, his it, was games level stuff, like we, they had to change some of it because it was too hard.
0: And we saw kind of what that conflict of interest can create. Sure. Uh, because the the athletes could go directly to him and make a complaint about this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the one thing one person I forgot completely about was uh, Josh Bridges. Mm. You know he he he's programmed rogue. Yep. Um. I think he might be out. He's a little outside the box from even like. His thinking is outside the box. Like he did the shooting event and a lot of that stuff that
1: I know, Dan
2: Bailey. Yeah, I was thinking Dan too, as soon as he said Josh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, and like Amy was saying, maybe there's not, you know, a di- maybe there's a director, but there's also a programmer, right? They don't necessarily have to be the same person or, you know, depending on how they want to break out. And listen to me, I'm talking like they're doing it. <laughs> it's probably not even happening, but uh, it's just fun to sort of think about.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and you, the other part in my logic was, this is a time-consuming job. For three months out of the year, you are focused on one thing. And that's yeah, why I, I don't would, think- I
2: would argue I even longer than that. I would yeah. too.
0: I would too. Um, I was just being conservative, but I was like, there's no way Rich is leaving Cookville and the right. family for that long to go through the testing that's required. And the-
1: Yeah, because it's also, you're also programming for the open. Maybe
2: Matt Fraser is going to be the director of the CrossFit Games. He's I like, you know what? I'm going to take it even
1: further.
0: Yeah, he's no, done, I, he, wants, he's he wants
2: no one. parts of CrossFit LLC, let me tell you. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: He wants to go cash his checks and drive his El Camino off into the woods and,
2: yeah, in Vermont.
0: and shoot his guns and do his stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's move on. That was fun. So who gained the most during this year's games?
1: You talking was, athletes, you talking, what are you talking about? I left Just it open-ended.
0: With, with the coverage and everything that went on and all the stuff surrounding it, who gained the most? If you need a minute, I can go.
1: go. Justin
2: Medeiros. Justin Medeiros.
0: So I had three, three things on my list and Justin Medeiros was one of them.
2: <laughs> so yes I would say Justin uh he is the up-and-coming phenom he he podiumed he's got the exciting haircut um he never stops smiling a kid like can't speak without smiling um he's been coming up he is the first CrossFit athlete that's just a CrossFit athlete like he's been training in CrossFit since he was like nine or something ridiculous um
0: and so, he got yeah, exposure from like the buttery bros were just like a magnet to him during the, yeah. the, the games. And yeah. so, and, and because he has that personality, people just want to be around him. Yeah. I definitely
2: full- think big things for that kid. And if he doesn't get a sponsorship like tomorrow, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff in the works for him. I'm just excited to see like who he ends up hanging out with.
0: Yeah. It's
2: exciting for him.
0: Yeah. I think Chandler got a lot, gained a lot this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a guy that he's slowly been climbing up through the ranks of, of CrossFit. And when they show the footage of him and the way, you know, I think I told you guys the story, my wife saying, who is that? And when he was, when he had to turn around and run back through the course, he was like, yes, sir. And he went and did it. And, and plus every interview he did, he was funny. He was engaging. He was smart. He had all of those elements. I thought coming into the games, he was close to being the most popular CrossFit athlete we have now. I
2: love him. I love yeah. him. And I think we could he only did get him on a show.
0: He is even <laughs> better him. than that now.
2: I say all 170 of our subscribers need to just like storm his Instagram.
0: He was just down the street today. What? He
1: was Again? at, at uh, CFP. Yep. Okay. Well, didn't you, you should have like,
0: Giving I him didn't know till he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it okay. was on it was on Christie's story. Mm.
2: Yeah, we need to tell more of our famous athlete friends that we want to talk to him. Well,
0: Amy and I need to volunteer up our guest room for when he goes to visit his girlfriend. Absolutely, no
2: problem. <laughs> and he's got he's got friends in Delaware too, so if he needs, to I'll come feed out him. Here, I'll cook him a too. meal. Yep.
0: So the last thing I had as as something that gained was us the fans, because we got live competition. Okay, yeah,
2: it was awesome.
0: We we got a and it was a good. As much as we criticized the programming coming in, for the most part, it was a pretty fun to watch games, um, and there were there were some people that pushed Matt. And we got to see a level of Matt that we haven't seen the last couple of years because he had to be that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Well, I'm going wider with mine. Okay. Mine was, uh, I really think it was the whole CrossFit community that really gained a lot. And here's here's a couple of thinkings why. This was a really hard year as we've been talking about because of all of the changes and the controversy that happened. Um, with COVID, and I know we keep talking about it, but it won't go away as much as we wish it would right now. But I go back to thinking about, so like um, my son's football team um, has on the back of their shirts, find a way. And it just makes me think about this year, like the same thing with the CrossFit games. We were all, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? They found a way, they made it happen. And so I think it was for the greater community. It also gives us hope that, hey, our community is still staying together. We're still finding a way to get better physically, but also our our com- community as a whole, because we're making these changes to get better. Yeah. I love it. Yeah,
2: you're right.
0: And, and I, I would be remiss not to say that I think Haley probably gained a lot this weekend too. Yeah. Um, but she had a lot coming in. Like she's been building and building and building, uh, but the way she toughed out that last event with the hands she had. Wow. And she really did try to push um, Tia when she could. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah,
2: and and you know we can't forget e- either like one of the most underrated female American athletes, Carrie Pierce. I mean, we barely talked about her all weekend because she just was so freaking consistent. You know, she wasn't in last place, so we didn't talk about her. She kind of was hung in the middle the whole time. And just to pull out that win, I think that last event for her really put her on the map um, in terms like that was probably one of the greatest, you know, single event victories that had the most impact in a long time in, in a game's appearance. So kudos to her. I mean, I know she already has a lot going on with, you know, her Um, her ab programming stuff and everything else. But hopefully she gets a lot more recognition because she has what in the last three years, she's been like the number one American athlete on in the open. Um, And it's just great that she finally got onto the podium. excited for her.
0: She finished the year as the fittest American. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All but from 16 to 20, all but one year, I think 17 was in only year.
2: And I remember, I think it was her first, it was either regionals or the games might've been the same year when she started, she started CrossFit like seven months before her first regional appearance. Yeah. 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 Who does that? Who does that? Insane.
0: So our final topic going into our fun stuff uh, is this year at the games, because of COVID protocols, the athlete amenities were much grander than they've been in the past. All of them had an air conditioned trailer where they could hang out in between events. Um, my question to you is: I saw a, uh, a YouTube that it was a Q and A that Christy and Patrick O'Connell did, and Patrick was saying the thing that people would be surprised about is behind the curtain at yeah. events, which we've all seen, is not glamorous, right? Um, it's like gym bags thrown in the corner with maybe one of those uh, anti gravity chairs, but right. nothing nothing nice back there. And now this year they get all this extra stuff because of COVID protocol. Do you think that moving forward, the athletes will get better accommodations behind the curtain um, going forward?
2: I think if they keep the numbers low and they can afford to do that, I think they will. Um, I don't think we're going to see another games where national champions show up and do things. Um, and I, and when we may see fewer than, you know, 40, is that, is that what it was before, um, you know, they went to that other format. So yeah,
0: forty four I don't
2: know. I don't, you know, I don't think if they have 40, they're going to have trailers. Right. Um, but you're right. They've set the bar very high now for, you know, future events. So we'll have to see how they can sort of make that happen. Um, but yeah, I remember too, in uh, 2019, the games, a lot of the athletes didn't complain, but it was a big, it was sort of a big obstacle of the, of them to get used to, like, they didn't know what the schedule was like. They got told very little about what was happening. They told them just to show up and then, you know, not knowing what to expect and things like that. So this year, clearly, because things were so well planned out, they had a lot more information, um, a lot more time to sort of mentally prepare and figure out what was happening. So, you know, that probably had a, you know, a positive impact in their performance as well. So yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, hopefully they don't go back to, you know, and take a proverbial step backwards and, and go into sort of that chaotic um, environment because I don't think, you know, it, it's not the best for the athletes.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's go to the stupid questions of the week. And this this week, they're not really like stupid questions. They're actually kind of games related uh, Cause we are wrapping up the games, but uh, question number one is your favorite games moment from 2020.
1: Um, my favorite is when uh, Matt Fraser came sprinting down the hill and uh, Dave told him to go reverse it and he flicked him off. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I thought it was funny.
0: That's a very Amy moment.
1: Uh, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Kat.
2: Um, I think my favorite is the whole last event where, you know, when Matt and Tia were doing everything in lockstep and when they both went to put their hats on, (laughs) you know, they got done their handstand push-ups, they went over to the cooler or wherever and they put their little hats on and then they, you know, finished all the the events together. And at the very end, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but as they were running back around, Matt still had his hat on and he took it off and threw it over sort of by where Sammy was sitting. And I'm thinking, this is for a photo op, right? Like he needs to, you know, look cool coming coming over the finish line. So that was definitely, you know, the most notable moment for me is is the two of them together. Just insane.
0: Um I have two, so I'm trying to I'm trying to just pick one. And because you said that she's always underrated, my favorite moment. Is Carrie Pierce coming off the pull-ups, knowing that she has to to win to stay in third and get separation from Haley, and after all of that volume, hauling ass out of out of the park and down around the bend, so that when Katrin came off the bar, she couldn't see her. Mm -hmm. The the mental fortitude that that took her because running is not her strong suit. Uh, but to pick it up right there to get out and go and she never really slowed down until coming up the hill into the the finished kind of gate area um, she kind of stumbled a little bit I think her legs were starting yeah, to yeah I thought to she jello. was gonna
1: puke for real <laughs>
0: um, but I'll, I'll give that as my favorite moment because you're right she is underrated and she needs more kudos and that was like I, f- I had goosebumps when she did that coming off that and, and just taken off. So let's go with that one. And our second one is if you were forced to do one of this year's games workouts, which one would it be? And we're recommending that nobody does at Atlanta.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. So follow-up question. Does this have to be done prescribed or could this be a modified version of that?
0: I I mean, I would say that it should be as prescribed as possible.
1: Okay. Okay. Then my answer would be to do the burpee run thruster one. Because I I think I could do that. Not nearly with their time, but I think I could do all those movements at that weight. Happy star. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> um i
2: so i also picked that one so i'm gonna pick something else now oh, um i think i would like to do the bike rope climb one so i couldn't do legless or climbs, but i could do regular rope climbs and i think it would just be fun to like spin spin around the corners on the bike i think that would be cool i still
0: love so that's the what way, I'm doing. i still love the way matt like look like a 13 year old bmx racer <laughs> going around those bends um, uh, you can tell he's done that in his past.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh so mine, I it's gonna be a shocker. A big shocker. Swimming stuff.
2: <laughs> swimming stuff,
0: yeah. Swimming stuff. Cause I, I love salt bike. Um D balls are are no big deal for me. Um swimming I love and it would just be the GHDs. Would my back survive 10 reps?
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally 10.
0: Um, but yeah, that, that would definitely be mine. When are we doing them? Uh, you got access to a pool.
2: Mm, we'll have to work on that. We'll see. Maybe when we have our little team building, we'll have to get after those.
0: Yeah. Bring our GHD and plop it at the hotel pool.
1: And the bikes. <laughs> yes. How Watch long how would fast it take you to know- the police? <laughs> How long would it take you in a hotel pool to, to swim that? How many
2: laps would that be? Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be a lot of turns. It's like swimming in a jacuzzi there.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, All right. So that was our stupid questions of the week. And so now this is the time we announce who our guest is going to be next week. And so the first thing I need to say is it's been, you know, we've, we've been at this a year, pounding the pavement, pounding the phones. Text messaging, emailing, DMing. Dying
2: into
0: those DMs. Uh, uh, And I got to say, it's been the most fun I've had in a very long time. But we need a little break. So we are actually taking next Wednesday off. So we're going to start with, we're going to release our Monday interview. And this week it's going to be another returning guest, uh, Christy and Patrick O'Connell. And the cool thing about that is uh, they are truly friends of the show. And Christy got to test all of the workouts. And she actually talks about what that was like. Um, So it'll be good for you guys to kind of hear what that is. Plus, their YouTube channel is blowing up. We talked about that quite a bit. Um, Anything else you guys highlights from that?
2: No, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I just, oh, go, go ahead.
2: ahead. Sorry. No, go.
0: I just smiled the whole way through. Yeah. They're so uh, sweet. I just love them. Um, and then Wednesday, what we're going to do is run a second interview for the week. So we can kind of have the week off um, just kind of detox from the games season and that we're going to leave as a surprise. So we have teased you that the lineup we have coming is really awesome. We have some stuff that we've already recorded that's really, really, really good. And so we have a couple more things kind of on the horizon to record, and we want to see how those come out compared to what we have. Just for timing's sake, what makes the sense timing-wise.
2: Yeah, because some of the things that – we are hoping to record our games related. And so we want to get those out as soon as possible so that, you know, they're timely and, you know, we keep, we keep the sort of that games games blood flowing a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. So we're really excited to share that with you guys. So stay tuned and uh, we'll kind of give you a sneak peek sometime next week as to who that might be. So we're going to we'll take and, guesses
2: too, guesses in the comments. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think it's going to be?
0: Who could it be? You never
2: know.
0: Uh, So then we're going to finish up with the best thing from the internet. Amy's favorite segment.
1: There's just so many favorite things. It's hard to choose. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So I'm picking the daddy wad. If you are not a follower of the daddy wad on the Insta, you definitely need to. And what I love about the Daddy Wad, number one, he's been a guest on our show. He's also an athlete at our gym. So this one that he posted today, it just cracked me up.
0: Because really I
1: I coach him, you know, not as often as I'd like to, but I do get to be his coach sometimes. But his it says today, wearing a mask to crossfit is uncomfortable. On the bright side, I've mouthed F you to the coach four times and the Wad hadn't even started yet. So it just makes me laugh to, to think of him, so that's great. Yeah.
0: got yeah, what you got.
2: Um, so Craig Ritchie did a quick little um, musical montage of highlights from the CrossFit games, and it was just it was just background music, right? And so <laughs> you know, you see Matt and Tia sort of cruising through Atalanta with like, you know, this like elevator music. Um, every time, is it every time Matt turns around when he's running? There's like a there's like uh, a fart noise, right? You know, like he like, you know, dropped one, dropped a bomb, and, and looks away. Um, it was just lighthearted and funny, and something something fun to watch. Um,
0: the best part was when Matt and T are doing the elevator music, and then it would go to like Carrie Pierce, and it's like ACDC.
2: Yeah, like, like she's you know, and then it goes to Matt
0: and it's a love song.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: super Great. good. That's it. So got, I got How many? How many do you have?
0: I I just have one. Just one. Okay. I think.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a record. Come here, baby.
0: Um. So I watch so much CrossFit videos. So many. Armin, Craig Ritchie, Buttery Bros, us. Um. You know. I'll, our Clyde's after dark was really good this weekend Mm -hmm. when I went back to watch it. So that was cool. So I'm going totally non-CrossFit, totally non-sports. I started watching a show called I can see your voice. It is Ken Jeong. And what happens is they have six people come out, lip sync to music if they are really a singer they're lip-syncing singing to their own song and they're not famous so you don't know who these people are and then you have to narrow it down to figure out who's lip-syncing and who's the real singer and the first episode i was awesome nailed it right down uh second episode i was terrible and then the third episode i was really bad so it is it is really fun and then so what they do is the contestant picks who they think is faking it they have a panel of celebrities helping them make the guess Mm -hmm. they make the guess and then the person comes out and really sings and if they're faking it it's like out of tune sucky the whole bit
2: interesting if
0: they are good they sing like they can and it, you know, blows everybody away.
2: Are the I have a, I have questions about this now. Are the singers the same singers every? They're not. So you've got you've got a celebrity panel. Yeah. You have two contestants who are just one. You no, know, one contestant. Okay, and then a panel of singers. How many singers? Like six.
0: Six. Okay, and I'm picturing like every they're week. new
2: every different six every week. Okay. And so, so is this?
0: Go ahead. They they describe the singer. They don't give you the name. They mm. give you like the punk rocker, uh, mm. the grocer, the butcher, whatever, the rock climber, and then they're kind of in their getup from whatever their description is, okay. and then you have to try to figure it out.
1: Side note: it's Very intrigued. <laughs> this just made me think of something, which made me think of a great question for future. Oh, we've already talked about it, I think, actually. But my very first concert I ever went to, mm-hmm. Millie Vanilli. Oh, yes, I remember you telling us that. Speaking of lip syncing. Speaking of lip syncing. Yeah. And if so, you are so young, you don't know who Millie Vanilli is, look it up.
0: So, yeah, yeah. It's, and, it, it's a fun show to play along with. They really do a good job letting you try to kind of guess.
2: And where can we find us?
0: It's on Fox. So it's. It's right after The Masked Singer. Mm. And uh, we've been Masked Singer fans for a long, since the beginning. And it used it to be I would it text conflict, Amy.
2: It doesn't conflict with Supermarket Sweep?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, good. And I'm caught up on Supermarket Sweep now. Um, Thank goodness. Leslie Jones is worth every bit of that <laughs> show. She is so funny. Um, but yeah, so that's our that's our show for the week. And we want to thank RX smart gear again, uh, for being our sponsor and being awesome. And Clydesdale 15, all caps, 15% off everything in the store. Go check it out. Um, get wild leopard print handles if you want. Yep. Um, and don't get so excited about the colors and patterns that you forget to use the code.
2: Don't
0: forget. And then like, subscribe, comment.
2: Uh, We'd love to hear
0: what you thought your favorite moment was. Um, Actually, um, Bacon sent me today by text his favorite thing from the internet before the show so I could share it with everybody. Oh, let's hear it. And it was Paul Rudd taking his daughter out for for trick or treat. Paul Rudd's daughter was dressed as the Wasp from Ant-Man and Wasp, True. and Paul Rudd was dressed as the A- Weird Al Yankovic. Oh come on! <laughs> I love it. Ugh. And it—he looked so much like Weird Al, like I had to like double take. That's awesome. Sure, um, but yeah, Bacon sent me that this morning. Said, "Here's my best thing from the internet." Um, but yeah, I love it. So like, subscribe, comment. Tell us what your favorite moments from the games were. We had a lot of questions in tonight's episode. There's a lot of meat out Lots there, to guys, to yes. like comment on. So bring it. We want to hear it. Um, you can do that on the podcast platform that you're using, YouTube, social media, whichever way you're going to go. It's going to be awesome. And don't forget hashtag Road to a wow. Thousand. Yes um, get that subscribe button so that you get make yourself eligible for this contest. Um, we'll tell you a little bit more that you have to do um, but tune in. We'll have a promo for that so that you guys uh, can capture that because the contest is going to be um, sponsored by RX Markier exactly. and uh, you're going to get some RX Markier merch. So uh, check that out and we will see you next time on the Clydesdale fitness. And friends, Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Remember you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale fitness and friends.